listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you around the league with a great friend of the program, Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety, spent a decade in the NFL. Nick, thanks for taking the time. Got to start in Tampa Bay with the breaking news. Mike Evans getting paid, according to reports, $55 million guaranteed from the Bucks. What is that going to mean for Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you think he can get quarterback money from the Giants? We're talking 60 65 maybe $70 million for Odell. Well, well, Odell thinks a lot of himself, and I know he's going to try to compare his numbers to uh, Mike Evans at this point in his career. He hasn't done enough. I know uh, he's a very dynamic, fiery-spirited guy. We've seen that on display with he and Josh Norman's uh, Josh Norman locked horns. But uh, right now, I mean, with Mike Evans getting what he receives, now that kind of sets the market. But now we have to look at do you have – uh, the level of production that's equal to that of a Mike uh, Evans to demand and think that Dave Gettleman is going to give you that amount of money, knowing as though uh, the team has running back issues. They could take care of that if they go out and get Saquon Barkley. And now we're still talking about, you know, there's no heir apparent for Eli Manning. Then there's issues on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball uh, being with the offensive line. So uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is definitely going to make a major push to be the highest-paid player or wide receiver. But now we just have to look and see if uh, if it's a perfect fit for the Giants and what new GM Dave Gellman really wants to do with the team and with Odell moving forward. Nick, let's get your specialty, playing in the secondary. So what do you make of what the Rams have been doing on defense this offseason? Bold moves, picking up Marcus Peters first. Yesterday they added Aqib Tlaib. Both extremely skilled, but they can run hot. How combustible is that locker room potentially going to be? Well, you know, as a coach, you have to be able to develop talent, but you also have to be able to lead men and, and manage egos. And Wade Phillips is a great coach for doing that. I mean, he did the same thing with Aqib Tlaib when they won Super Bowl 50 uh, in the game against the Carolina Panthers. So he's going to a place where he's quite familiar with the system that Wade Phillips runs, and you're right. You hit the nail on the head. You have two very talented Pro Bowl corners, but we know that they are very hot-headed, very spirited. Uh, We've seen both Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib have their issues uh, on the field and have to be reprimanded or even suspended in some cases. So, but uh, when you look at the fact that Wade Phillips and Sean McVay and what they've been doing with the Los Angeles Rams, it's a great fit. I'm really excited to see uh, how they get it to all to mesh. Uh, Robert Quinn will shift out to the Miami Dolphins, and you know, and they're trying to move you know pieces around because you know Aaron Donald is one of uh, the best defensive interior linemen in the league, and you want to give your team an opportunity to win. And looking at the fact of what Jared Goff did as a quarterback, elevating his level of play under Sean McVay, it definitely changed the narrative. And we 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 want we all watched as this Rams team just kind of beat up Seattle. And we're seeing the fallout of that right now. And we viewed it as a changing of the guard. So if we're talking about a true changing of the guard, and let's try to bring our version of the Legion of Boom here uh, on the Wade Phillips, uh, those are two great pickups. And once again, it's going to make things really interesting uh, in uh, that division. Chatting with Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety, my co-host on NFL First and Goal. Check out another big season coming up when we get to the fall. Nick, you're based in Southern California. I'm sure you're aware of the news that was sprinkled throughout 
the not only the newspapers, but the local TV stations here in the L.A. area this week. The Rams now are selling, don't call them personal seat license, stadium seat license. And they're not coming cheap. So do you think there is a non-football motivation to all the moves going on right now? The Rams are going all in to maximize what they can do on the field coming off that remarkable turnaround of a year ago because they need to get people to write large checks for what they're calling an investment because you get the money back after 50 years for that Taj Mahal of football being built in Inglewood, the new stadium that's going to be open in 2020. Absolutely. You have to understand that uh, while the players are the moving parts and the production on the field, it's all about making money. And you're in Hollywood. And with so many different things to do here in Los Angeles, you have to find ways to put butts in the seats. And we saw under Jeff Fisher that wasn't happening. That's why, you know, they went and picked up a young, relatable coach in Sean McVay and and he was able to turn things around. So with weapons like Todd Gurley on offense, a resurgence of Jared Goff, and now he's looking and owning up to that uh, top draft choice and when he was picked by the, uh, by the Rams, now you have to give the fans something to really rally behind. So you have this enormous stadium that's coming in. Like you said, there's a significant amount of money that's going to need to be paid to kind of keep that stadium upkeep, keep people coming in, and that turnstile just kind of turning over. So you go out and you get Marcus Peters. You get Aqib Tlaib. You're trying to make a push now. We saw what Howie Roseman was able to do with the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Rams are thinking like, we can duplicate that whole thing. If we can kind of bring that type of energy to Los Angeles, now we can kind of make this a central landing hub for free agents. We're in the land of celebrities now. The Rams are probably thinking that they can kind of create somewhat of a Los Angeles Laker type of scenario when you see on the floor you see all kind of celebrities sitting courtside uh, at the Staples Center, they're trying to do the same thing with you know this team and the new stadium uh, when it, whenever it's built. But for right now, you got the Coliseum. So I understand it. It is a mission that they are definitely trying to work through. But you know, we live in a land of glitz and glamour, and you're going to bring two guys who trash talk, and they sure back it up. So I like what the Rams are trying to do. Rams are going to have to pay Marcus Peters, still playing on his rookie deal. At some point, they're going to have to pay Aaron Donald. So they have some tough financial decisions coming up. Let's move to Seattle. Feels like a historic week. First, Michael Bennett dealt to Philadelphia. Now Richard Sherman parting ways for now, if you believe reports indicating Sherman could come back to Seattle if he's willing to take less money. I'll believe that when it happens. So, If Sherman's playing for a new team in the fall, you watch these games through a different prism than I do as a former player. Have you seen erosion in his skill set? Sherman's moving on now, mostly based on money and the question marks coming back from the Achilles injury. But is he still the same player based on what you've seen over, say, the last three seasons? No, no, he isn't. Uh, One thing you have to just look at, how he's played in Seattle's defense and what's been kind of the catalyst for it. It's get pressure up front with your front seven and force quarterbacks to throw in some tight windows. And we know that, especially coming out of college, he was once a wide receiver, so he doesn't have a lot of top-end speed that you need at that outside corner position. But one thing he does well, being a former wide receiver, he plays the ball well in the air. And the whole idea was, I'm going to stay on top 
And if the quarterback underthrows the ball, I have the ability to come back and take a ball, take the ball away as far as the turnover and INT. Those are the things that he does, he does well as a corner. Uh, the whole idea, when you look at the fact, you say, well, uh, what other teams that may be out there may be uh, in service or in need of his services? There, there are several, uh, several teams, but he definitely has taken a step back. And we don't know what type of player he's going to be after this injury. As a guy who's had two knee surgeries, I can tell you personally, when you come back, you're not the same. You're thinking about that injury, when it happened, uh, what position you were in. So he's got to get past that mental game and knowing as though, once again, he didn't have a lot of that top-end speed. You have to figure that these injuries he's dealing with now is going to slow him down even more. That's why it's really key that he goes to a team that has a core group of guys around him on the defensive side of the ball, similar to what he had uh, being a member of the Seattle Seahawks. So that's going to be a tricky one to watch. Nick, as always, we value the insights. Have a great weekend. And because Cordell took the day off today, you can be candid with me in the audience. You never believed in Case Keenum last year. You were just doing a bit on the air, right? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I really like Case Keenum. I, I said this before. Coming out of University of Houston, I thought he was a quality uh, quarterback. He just needed to work on a couple of things, needed to get into the right system, and he would get a chance to blossom. And that's what we've seen in NFL. With, with, really quickly, with a lot of guys coming out now, you hear, always hear about you know, the tangibles versus the intangibles and the arm talent. To me, all I want is a quarterback that can make plays, that can lead, that has that accuracy. And Case Keenum show, even with the Minnesota Vikings, and a lot of people not giving him credit, saying, well, he, well it was the defense. Well, the defense fell apart against – the Philadelphia Eagles, but now he gets blamed for that too as well. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. But I really believe in his ability. If he can land with the Denver Broncos, uh, that would be great. But uh, to me, just to say that he's not uh, a quality quarterback, uh, I, I think that is uh, not giving him his credit. It's not like he's Mike Glennon. That, okay, that's well, that's not really a compliment. Nick, we're friends. I know what's going on here. You admire anybody like yourself who fought your way into the NFL as an undrafted player. That's fine. How about this? You're a better broadcaster than Case Keenum is as a player. I'll see it. You don't have to, and you can enjoy your weekend. Sound good? <laughs> well, thank you, Beware. Appreciate it. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.